The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome along to Remember When. We're just taking a moment to look back on the trends and phenomena that defined our time as youth in Aotearoa. My name's Jane Yee and I'm joined by our staff writer, Alice Webb-Ledall, and also Stuart Soman-Lund, Live Updates Editor for the spin-off. And together we're remembering when... The X Factor New Zealand. Let's start with Season 1. So in 2013, in April... This lovely show that we'd seen out of the UK and out of the US made its way to our shores and we gave it a red hot Kiwi go. <laughs> Alice, you were there for the yeah. whole, like literally in the audience, yeah. for the whole damn thing. Well, I never made it to any of, so there were two nights a week and the first night was all their performances, the second night was the elimination and I was there for pretty much the whole season elimination days. Right. So I saw everyone going home. You caught all the tears. Yeah. Why were you there? It was my, my family had just moved to Auckland that year. And so I just thought it was really exciting that there were things happening. And my dad would get on the computer the Sunday night beforehand when the tickets went up, went live. And he would, they would always sell out or, you know, they would go really quickly. So he would be first to them and he'd get a couple of tickets for me and my sister or a friend. And, um... I made it out there every every single week. Oh my god! So you're like a proper stan. It wasn't like I loved it. It wasn't like for a paper you were writing or anything no, like that. I, I, was, didn't, I was 15, and it was just exciting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that it was like a thing when you first moved to Auckland because I had the same thing. I moved to Auckland, and I was like, oh my god, stuff actually happens in Auckland. And so I went to like every. I didn't go to X Factor. I went to Dancing with the Stars and Seven Days, John and Ben. I was like, I want to be in the audience for everything because. Wellington does not have audiences, apparently. Way back when, in 2013, little Alice was in the audience. And what are your key memories? I have one particular key memory of um, Guy Williams used to do the kind of ad break warm-up, audience warm-up thing. And I'm against, 100% against clapping along if you're at a gig and everyone's clapping because there's always people out of time and I just hate it and so I never participate. Guy Williams singled me out in the audience because he could see that I wasn't clapping along and just kind of made an absolute fool out of 15-year-old me. But I I also kind of thought it was really cool because I'd never, like, had a celebrity talk to me before. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, Guy Williams saw me. And then during the actual show, the recording, everyone was kind of waving their hands in the air in completely different directions. And Guy Williams, again, saw that I wasn't doing anything. So he came up and he grabbed my arms and there was a shot. (laughs) 
of the audience where you could just see these two little skinny white arms just flailing about like someone was drowning in the middle of the audience and that was me. First maybe four live shows of season one if anyone wants to uh, go back and try and find (laughs) that. (laughs) So Jackie Thomas won. I remember Jackie Thomas's audition uh, where she did Skinny Love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she just well, It was basically the best performance of the season. Yeah, Mel Mel Blatt cried. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of judges, actually, Daniel Bedingfield, absolute. Double tartan, that's all I remember. (laughs) Actually triple because there was the tie as well. I want to say that he was a nutter, but I mean in an affectionate way. (laughs) An affectionate, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was really something. (laughs) Ruby Frost, uh, who was at the time herself kind of a relatively emerging artist. Mm -hmm. And And stayed that way forever. Stayed that way. (laughs) uh, Completely disappeared from everyone's radar not that long after X Factor. Uh, well, she only did that first season, didn't she? Yeah. And then Stan Walker, who we all know from, uh, not NZ Idol, from Australian Idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. So some fairly big names in there. So well, that's a crossed. stretch. Wow. <laughs> they were names. They were names. And I I've, knew one of them. We had people from the abroad, <laughs> from the international yeah, music wow. scene. We flew people here. Uh, but Jackie Thomas, what happened to her? I mean, did she? Nothing. Nothing, right? She put out, I think, the sort of requisite post X Factor album and I'm pretty sure that was the last we ever heard from her. Benny Tippinay did quite well though. Yeah, so he came third if I remember correctly. I think it was Fenua. Yeah, Fenua Patuai came Coming third is basically the the key to having a successful career after reality TV because isn't that One Direction came then they come third or I'd like I think some of the big names from the overseas shows Basically, the winners never succeed. So at the Voyages, when our Coming Home podcast comes in in third place of yeah. three, that's, a, that's, the, that's, that's the key. That's the one. Right? But that show, yeah. Is that show going to have a second season? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> because if so, yes, it's going to be hugely <laughs> successful. It's going to ride that third place all the way to the top of the charts. The other person I really remember from that first season is Fletcher. He wasn't notable for anything other than being... A cute young man. Beautiful I mean, imagine fifteen-year-old Alice. Was he? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he did "Paradise" by Coldplay, which was an absolute hospital pass of a song for someone to give to him. To be fair, bad song, just bad in song general. in general. Bad song for his voice, and he did a very bad job of it. Yeah. He was kind of one of these guys who was like kind of the complete package. Young, good-looking, could sing, but wasn't, like, an amazing singer. And the, after he did that performance, he could not hide <laughs> behind the rest of what he had going for him. You can't hide behind that here. Sorry, Forever. sorry, Fletcher, <laughs> for making people Hope go you're back okay. and visit that. Hope you're okay. See, I, for me, season two is when the show came alive. Because season one was actually, I suppose, quote-unquote, quite good. <laughs> but season two was such a train wreck from start to finish that it was just incredible television. But it gave us just like icon- the yeah. most, one of the most iconic moments in New Zealand television beyond, history. Like beyond that, that was such an international, so we're talking, I assume, at least there's another moment, this is the, the Willie Moon, Natalia Kills moment with yes. Joe Irvine. Yes. It's, but that was like international news yeah. and is still, I mean, I was rereading this the other day for a for a piece on this website called thespinoff.co.nz and like Simon Cowell was brought out to talk about yeah. this moment to, to the world's press. He was like giving quotes to the Daily Mail about it. I believe there may have even been a call from Simon Cowell to the New Zealand Yes, he TV. spoke to MediaWorks, <laughs> yeah, which to was kind of like, oh, Mark Weldon at the time. Yeah, to, to help them um, yeah. navigate this tricky situation. Remind us what happens, Joe. 
So Joe Irvine had made it through to the live shows through. I don't actually know, to be honest, how he made it through. I just rewatched his audition last week and it's very bad. But he made it through to the live shows. He'd done a perfectly admirable performance and I'm pretty sure it was literally the first live show of the season. Then, of course, as we all know, Natalia Kills unleashed on him for being a doppelganger Mm. who had copied her husband, Willie Moon, by wearing a suit. And then she sort of went on this tirade about how she respects artistic integrity. (laughs) Just (laughs) him wearing a suit and, and sort of swooping his hair over had suddenly been trademarked by the great star, Willie Moon. So the thing with Joe was that he was kind of a vulnerable character, I feel. Like, you know, he was very naive and sweet. He cried a lot. He cried Mm. a lot. And if you were going to pick on someone in a really horrible way, he was not the one to do it to. Because he couldn't, he didn't sort of fight back at it. He didn't actually, to his credit, he sort of stood his ground and he didn't really, you know, he didn't burst into tears and become the sort of, ball of emotions but he didn't he didn't have the ability to kind of push back because he was on the, exactly because you're on the stage with <laughs> being attacked by these people for such I ridiculous reasons yeah if he'd, been a, if he'd been a like a, a dick then perhaps if people would have kind of like been a little bit more forgiving of natalia and willie but well, she, she's not called natalia now by no, the way she's teddy. teddy sinclair teddy sinclair we, should all, we shouldn't be giving her her old name no that, both of their careers absolutely <laughs> plummeted i mean they were they weren't a, exactly huge stars um, no. At the time, but they are less so now. Well, sort of. I, Natalia has worked with Madonna. So well, she's, as a songwriter, yeah, she's done but her, yeah, but singing in terms career. Of and Willie was on that Apple ad. <laughs> yes, Don't that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be on anymore <laughs> in the future, I wouldn't imagine. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about bullying. Um, yeah. And, again, Joe was kind of an audience favourite, so he was not someone that, they, you know, the audience reacted very, very badly apparently Willie Moon and Natalia, their defence was they were they were told to, like, go in yeah. and go hard. They basically said it was sort of in their contract that they had to kind of do these things. Yeah, but I don't think anyone expected them no. to be quite so vitriolic. <laughs> yeah, it was really intense to watch. I remember watching it live. I was not there, but watching it go out on TV, and I was, like, just looking at my family. We'd just finished dinner, and we were all like, what? Yeah, what I was meant to be on? there. I was meant to Stuart, be at the, no. That was the only live show of the whole season that I actually set aside time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. It'd be quite fun. So I had tickets and it was raining and I was like, mm, I can't really be bothered getting out to Henderson. I'd have to take the bus. It's going to take an hour and a half each way. Absolute fool. And didn't go. Can't that would have been it. worth four hours I know. Each way. But then the next day I was on Federal Street in Auckland Central for some reason, and I saw both of them, Natalia and Willie, stumble out of a Sky City Grand Hotel the next day. Were they in disguise? (laughs) Very much not, and there was the van right there ready to get them, but I sort of, like, yelled out and and sort of chased them down Federal Street as they jumped into the van and sped off to probably the airport to leave the country forever. I think at that point it really meant that old mate who won, Bomonga, like no one remembers that season for him winning it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was the same year there was the murderer on the show as well. So Simon Cowell had to talk to the producers twice. He basically said to MediaWorks, why did you not vet your contestants well enough? So there were two scandals that basically meant that I, as we walked into the studio today, I had to Google who won season two because I couldn't remember yeah. because all I remember were all of these amazing moments that are sort of down in New Zealand TV history. 
Brendan Thomas and the Vibes. Oh, Remember them. I loved Brendan Thomas and the Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like psychedelic rock. Yes. I mean, it was everything that X Factor kind of wasn't set up to be. Where are they now? I don't know, but they came, <laughs> they went right. To, they did they got quite third. well. They came yeah. third. I mean, by your theory, third place getters, Brendan Thomas and the yeah. Vibes, should be should be the big success story here. The thing with X Factor coming is we did do it to scale, right? Like the set was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. I always have this fear as a fan of reality TV and talent shows and all that, that when we do it, we do it a bit shit, you know? And, I mean, we probably did do it a bit shit, but we had good, like, international guests for the Sunday yeah, night show. Yeah, um, uh, Ed Sheeran was on X Ed Sheeran was on it. Reese Maston, don't know if you remember. I remember Reese Maston. Um, and Matt also, Hare. weirdly, at one point, the Manic Street Preachers. <laughs> yes. I was at that show, and I did not know who they were, and my dad was so excited for me to see them live, and I was like, dad. I don't think they played live, though. I think they... No, it was a... Rec- it was like a, and they were lip syncing yeah. and they were really obviously not playing almost in like, um, you know, in protest to not being able to play live. They made it, they kind of hammed up the fact that they were lip syncing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when. Thanks, guys. It's been such a treat looking back at X Factor NZ, especially now as we're like embarking on pop stars all over again. Yeah, I don't uh, think people are going to be doing a podcast about pop stars in a decade's time. <laughs> perhaps not. Not not this version yeah. of pop stars. Anyway, thanks so much, Alice, and thank you so much, Stu, and thank you to Jonathan for recording. Also, a big thank you to the spin-off members for making this podcast possible. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.